Let us pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow in his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. There was a good deal of confusion surrounding um, who Jesus was, um, just as there is in our own time, um, in the days of the apostles and of Christ himself. Um, and you get a sense of that um, in this reading from St. Matthew's Gospel that we read this evening. Um, Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? And so you get sort of a, a snapshot of the contemporary um, ideas of Jesus, um, who had, you know, gained some fame for himself, healing and teaching throughout the land. Um, people were talking. People wanted to know who he was. Um, and this is what you get, you know. You know, John the Baptist had recently been dead, so many people thought that he was John the Baptist, risen, you know, risen again. Herod himself took this approach um, with the person of Jesus. And certainly there are some um, affinities between John the Baptist and Jesus, and they had um, a sort of a similar mission to, um, you know, sort of call people to repentance and devote themselves to God. But John merely prepared hearts to receive the kingdom, whereas Jesus made it possible for hearts to change and to receive the kingdom. People also thought that maybe Jesus was Elijah, you know, and, and certainly there was a view out there that, you know, um, perhaps John the Baptist was, was Elijah, like literally Elijah. So... Um, there was this idea that maybe Jesus was Elijah, who the prophet Malachi said would, would come at the end of the age. Um, and certainly, again, there are, you know, things that Elijah did that are similar to things that Jesus did. And Elijah went out, and he healed miraculously, and Elijah raised people from the dead. And he was a, deep, a man of deep, deep prayer, you know, who had a you know, face-to-face conversation with God. Um, or at least heard God. Um, and Elijah, you know, took on, you know, he was, he was a warrior. He, he went to battle against false religion, you know. But Elijah shed blood. Jesus, his blood was shed for the sake of true religion. Um, um, so there's still some differences there. It was thought that at the end of the age, the prophets would return, uh, particularly Jeremiah. And um, again, you know, Jeremiah and Jesus, there are actually some more similarities. I, I think the actual uh, congruencies between Jesus and Jeremiah are, are striking. I mean, Jeremiah was known for his endurance under suffering. And Jeremiah carried a deep, deep burden for his people. Um, and so did Jesus. And Jesus demonstrates to us this idea of patience under immense suffering. And Jeremiah, you know, preached the new covenant. Um, but Jesus was the new covenant. I, forgive me. Jesus is the new covenant. And so there's again these differences. 
you know, all these contemporary visions of Christ that were swirling about in the uh, first century air um, are all holy. They're just incomplete. Um, there's things that are missing from this picture of Jesus. So I think to clear the air, Jesus you know, asked the apostles, <clears throat> what's going on? What are people saying out there? And then he turned the question on them. Well, who do you say that I am? You don't need, need me to tell you that um, in the contemporary 21st century era, there's a lot of bizarre ideas about Jesus swirling about. Um, uh, you know, this is, this is just absurd, but I'm going to... This is more of a 20th century idea. You know, Jesus is a mushroom. It was always one of my favorite ones. And that Jesus could be identified with a magic mushroom and Christianity was just this way of, like, um, taking mushrooms... And uh, that was how the whole thing got started. Now, no joke, legit, the, one of the number one Dead Sea Scroll scholars held this idea of Christ. I have the book. Um, but closer to reality, you know, you always hear that um, and Jesus is just a good man. Jesus was just a good teacher. Jesus was a prophet, you know, one of many. Or, you know, Jesus was the last great prophet before... Um, What's his name? Muhammad. Um, you always hear that, you know, Jesus is a way to God. You know, one of, the, one of the ways up the mountains, as opposed to being the way, the truth, and the life. And of course, now we have our, our buddy Jesus, you know, who's, who's our pal and our friend, which is fine, I guess. But with that vision, we also forget that Jesus is a king, who's got a sword and a horse and blood, you know, and written on his leg is the king of kings and lords of lords. You know, that's a vision of Jesus that we, we forget. You know. I knew a gal in seminary who liked to go on dates with Jesus, um, which again is okay. But that is a marked difference between the lord of the universe, you know, <laughs> we should bow down before and adore and worship. But given all these, you know, um, less than ideal or incomplete pictures of Jesus that swirl about uh, in our age, you know, the answer remains the same. You know, the answer for our age of who is Jesus, who do men say that I am, is the same answer for Peter's age. It's the same answer for every age, and past to the beginning of eternity to the very end thereof. Um, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Son of the Blessed One. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. And there is no other way to come to the Father but through Him. This is the Jesus that Peter proclaimed. This is the Jesus that the Apostles proclaimed. And upon that truth, um, upon that confession, you know, these 12 went out and um, they changed the world, you know, and that that confession is our confession and that is the message that we now are entrusted with to go out into the world and proclaim that and, and, and the world ain't going to like it. They didn't like it then, you know. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. Not long after Peter made that confession, um, 
Jesus started to teach them you know, about what lay ahead. Um, you know, that amongst all the roads open to him, he would be going to Jerusalem, and they would follow. And that in Jerusalem, he'd be handed over to the authorities, and he would be crucified. And Peter, who had just made this brilliant and beautiful and bold proclamation, says, no, Jesus, God forbid, that will never happen to you. And so... Jesus has to rebuke him, him who made this most beautiful statement of the Messiahship of Christ. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You, know, you do not understand the things of God. You're proclaiming the things of man. You know? And so any picture of Jesus as the Messiah that didn't include suffering and death would be wholly incomplete. And that's another thing that Peter and the apostles and their culture didn't want to hear um, that our culture doesn't want to hear. You know, um, we, we tend to want a prosperity gospel or a gospel that's going to make us comfortable uh, or a gospel that's going to make us happy and, and content. Um, but the way of Christ is, is the way of suffering. Um, it's of taking up our cross day after day after day and sur surrendering our own lives um, in like manner uh, that Christ surrendered his life for us and for the world. Um, and our cross is not going to be easy. I mean, if it was easy, it wouldn't be a cross. It's going to cut our backs open. It's going to weigh us down. It is going to be uh, a heavy burden. Um, but Jesus you know, he led the way. And he carried that, his cross. He carried the burden of our sin um, all the way to his own death uh, for us. And he eases the burden for us. And so as we walk the way of suffering with him, we know that we can do it because he has done it before. And um, as we bear our, our sufferings and um, allow him to help us and bear them for his sake, um, we will be a great light to the culture, who, this culture that just cannot handle even the smallest amount of suffering, um, you know, that wants to ridicule all religion um, that includes any thought of a suffering God or a suffering people. Um, we have the opportunity through the bearing of our own crosses to. Um, show the world that redemption is possible and that through, through suffering um, and through sacrifice we are saved and come, come along at the end to something greater than we were, something greater than we could have ever been. Um, and truly at the end uh, to find the eternal life that Jesus Christ offers us through the cross. So then... Um, like Peter, like the eleven, um, like all the Christians throughout all the ages, you know, Christ calls out to us, you know, "Whom do you say that I am?" That—that's um, the question. I mean, that's really the the only question that matters. And, and for us, as a church, I mean, the way we answer that is is vital, not just to our own survival. 
but to the very survival of our civilization and our world. Amen. Please stand.